Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, the one and only wrestling podcast there is on the internet. Two people sitting in front of a mic talking about wrestling. What a novel concept that is. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Uh, each episode we pick some shows or big topics in the world of wrestling to discuss. This week is episode 70, and it's the start of the year, which means it's the wildest <laughs> week of wrestling in Japan, known as Iten Yon. Basically, every promotion there is worked to, had a show this week. Or multiple shows this week, and then they, well, honestly, the majority of the promotions we're going to talk about, they at least had more than one show. So there's a lot to talk about. And because of that, I probably won't spend a whole lot on each show too much, but pretty much give our uh, overall thoughts on each show that we did watch. We didn't watch everything, there was, still, there was way too, too much. much yeah. But we'll talk about what we did watch, give you a little bit of recommendations, basically, so you don't have to watch everything like we did. Though I enjoyed pretty much everything we watched. Yeah, it's same just, here, yeah. It's just a lot to take in. And some stuff I have a little more to say, and some stuff I might not have a whole lot to say at all, really. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, we'll get into that, but before we even talk about the Itenyon show, we did watch some other wrestling, even though, but really, well, we watched Dynamite every week, and really that's the only thing I want to talk about that is uh, that Hangman Page versus uh, Daniel Bryan match. Yeah, that shit was, this match, in my opinion, was so much better than their first one. Oh, I agree, and I even liked, I liked the match a lot more than she did the first one. I liked the first one, but it just... I didn't think it was on the level of match of the year, Candace. People were yelling about. Yeah, same here, really. Like, it was kind of close, but I wasn't feeling like match of the year level kind of stuff from that. But this one, I definitely agree. It's like yeah. up there. It's up there for my match of the year right now. It's still not up there for me, but um, <laughs> it's still definitely a really great match and probably one of the better TV matches that you're going to see in at least a little bit. Yeah, it's like a lot more physical, a lot more bloody than the first one. Yeah. They were working. Like... I think that's what I like, too, is the physicality of this one more. Mm, for sure. And. You know, blood always helps a match, always, pretty much. Oh, yeah. I always take blood. And I like how it kind of did play into the first match with, basically, Hangman was like, I know I can be this guy, just, it's like, the first match, he's kind of, like, unconfident and everything like that, and then mm-hmm. he was able to hang in there for 60 minutes, he was like, oh, well, I can do that, so let me just fucking try and beat him quick, and the match was a lot more like a Hangman match, more than a Daniel, Daniel match. Daniel, for sure. The first match was definitely more of a That was Daniel, Daniel. style, or whatever, Brian. But, yeah, Brian. <laughs> I'm never going to get used to that, or it's going to take a very long time. But, yeah, that was great. I don't remember much else about the show, really, so I can't talk about that. But I did want to mention that match. Jade won the TBS oh, title. Right. As we said, Damn. she's going to win, right? Yeah, I would say, though, if you didn't see that coming, then I'm I'm really sorry. Yeah, you mentioned especially it last week. Yeah. It's like, it, was, it was pretty obvious she was going to win one, especially once Thunder Rosa got knocked out. Yeah. And then they showed her family was there, so I was like, oh, yeah, she's not losing. Oh, yeah, as soon as they showed her kid in the crowd, I was like, oh, she's winning for sure. Like, like whatever doubt there was in my mind, uh, I yeah. wiped it all out. And Yeah, the match wasn't good, but I still think it's the right choice as champion right mm-hmm. now. But uh, that was a fun night on Twitter. I'll just say that. Everyone freaking out. I really don't care. If you're going to complain about her being champ, complain about your other uh, women's champ there. Uh, speaking of that, though, we did watch Battle of the Belts, and that great match was fucking awful. <laughs> yeah, that match was awful. I feel awful for Rio trying to always save her matches. And, like, I still think Britt's right for champion right now, but nah, it's, like... it's done. She, but no, she's not a work-rate champion, and she's never gonna be. Like, she's only good in, like, hardcore matches, like the Thunder Rosa thing. Like, her just having normal matches, and then this had more fucking interference than a half torture match. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> it was just a mess from the beginning, really. No, she's got to go. I'm sorry. I feel like her reign has just been super stale. Everything feels the same at this point. I'm just like, nah, she... Can they just get Thunder in the picture and have her take it over? Because it's just tiring to watch. 
and I don't get this interim bullshit with Cody and Sammy. Uh, yeah, I don't Sammy understand match. what this means. Just strip Cody or just wait and do the match later. The thing <laughs> like, is, if he has COVID, it's not like he's going to be out for 20 years. That's the thing. They're just going to run this match again with Cody and Sammy. And yeah, and then Cody or Sammy's going to job and everything's going to be right in the world again. But at least Sammy's reign, this current new, new reign, is already off to a better start than his last mid-ass reign was because he's actually going to face someone good in Daniel Garcia. Yeah. So that match will at least be good and then he'll job to Cody. Uh, we'll see. Daniel will save it. Sammy, I don't care about, so. And I honestly don't remember. I don't, I don't think I really paid much attention to the FTW title match, really. Uh, Not really. I just really cared about the stuff afterwards, I guess. And also kind of watched Impact, but it was on the same time, so we were kind of like dual screening it. And I didn't pay a whole lot of attention to it. Uh, mm. Seemed a lot, seemed really popular, like people were praising at least the first half. Some stuff, yeah. Like honestly, the Ultimate X match didn't was didn't seem as uh, as much of a shit show as I thought it was going to be I a train wreck, to be honest. But no, that uh, pre-show um four way was pretty good. Oh yeah, we got Speedball back yeah, finally baby. debuting. That's the first time we've seen him, and it's been a long time. Probably when he was in DDT, that was probably like the last yeah, time we that saw was matches. The last time we saw him, but he looked DDT. great in that match. Like he, like he, even like physically, like his he's bulked he's up, but he's more lean, lean too. So yeah. it's like he looks awesome. He stellar in the match. He wanted the crowd over by the end, even though they didn't seem too excited for him. They were dead at first. I don't but, think they really knew who he was, so. But which like, is on Impact's part, because they haven't said shit about him since he signed. Yeah, pretty much. And had Ace Austin in it. and That's always a dub. Uh, Chris Bay kid. and Rado Kid. So, had a great, some great dance partners in there. And uh, also had, uh, on the main show, I had uh, Jonathan Gresham versus Chris Saban. I want to go back and watch that again. I didn't give it my full attention, yeah. but it looked pretty good, and everyone was raving about it. So, other than that, though, uh, I don't have much to say about Impact is Impact. Yeah, I was like, Impact is Impact. Um, the world title match was <laughs> just as messy as you expected it to be, and the outcome was exactly what we all expected. So, woo, it sucks again. Yay. But enough American wrestling. Let's get into the Etenyon shows. Uh, well, we'll just run through each show real quickly, give our quick thoughts and overall thoughts on the show, and any other kind of topic we want to talk about when it comes to the promotions we're talking about. But uh, we'll kick off with Zero One, their show from uh, Cork and Hall on January 1st. I don't have a lot to say about it, and she didn't watch it, so we'll just run through it real yeah, quickly. I haven't watched this yet. <laughs> Only reason I watched it is because we were still awake when it was live, because it was basically New Year's Eve. So while I was waiting for the ball to drop, I watched in Zero One. Yep. What, that's what you do. That's what you do. Uh see. Show kicked off with them announcing new signings, as most Japanese promotions do at the beginning of the year. This year, Zero One signed Sugutaka Sato from formerly Russell One, but he's been hanging around Zero One pretty much ever since he, uh, well, since Russell One died. Uh, I'm not sure why anyone really signed a Zero One right now, but uh, like I said, he basically only works Zero One, so it's not too surprising, I guess. And maybe they'll do something with him now that he's actually assigned. Uh, first match was. Juni Matsunaga and Takafumi defeating uh, Satsuki Nagao and Takumi Baba in eight minutes. Had some young boys in it I've never seen before, so I can't really <laughs> talk about it. But had Takafumi and Takumi Baba, also former Wrestle One boys, so it was nice seeing them again for once. But uh, yes, it was solid stuff, just nothing important. Match two had uh, Asuka and Taku- Takuya Sugawara defeating uh, Ginta Hiriki and Tukutaka Sato, who I just mentioned at the beginning, in about nine minutes. Had Asuka in the match, so obviously it's must-watch stuff. She's amazing, but uh, honestly, that was, it was pretty good. Skip it if you want, but I had fun watching it. Really, the biggest takeaway from this was uh, that Sugawara had that damn sword. I completely forgot he won Fire Festival this year. Uh, I thought this was supposed to mean you got the next title shot, but I guess he got jumped the line like twice now. <laughs> but uh, we'll get to that in the main event. 
match three had uh, Kanoka and Yumihito Imanari defeating Chris Weiss and Yoshikazu Yokoyama in about nine minutes also. We had Kenoka and non-pheromones Imanari here as the heel outsiders coming in to face the Valiant Zero One homers of uh, Voodoo Murders. <laughs> uh, match didn't really do much for me, if I'm being honest, but it was nice seeing uh, non-pheromones Imanari. Especially, well, actually I watched this before the DT show that had pheromones on it, so going from that ver- this version of Imanari, or Imanari to uh, pheromones version is a stark contrast, to say the least. But uh, I always love hearing bad communication, so it wasn't all bad. <laughs> It's just funny how Voodoo, Mur- like, how Voodoo Murder's match, of all things, had less interference and bullshit than a House of Torture match did later that we're going to talk about. But after the match, uh, Taru, of all people, showed up for the first time in Zero One and feels like ages. And it's not like he was trying to basically say, if you fuck up again, I'm going to kill you. Which, uh, you got something to look forward to booking-wise Zero One, I guess, if you're in- interested in uh, Voodoo Murder's infighting. Uh, match four was the first title match for the NWA Intercontinental Tag Team titles. Uh, Gojo and Tomohiko Hashimoto successfully defended against the Kubota brothers. Uh, like I said, first title match of the night, but uh, don't know just about anything about these guys, so I didn't get into it. Never really, didn't really get me invested at all, so no takes on this one. But afterward, uh, Takafumi came out to make the challenge here. He came out by himself, so I'm curious who he's going to be uh, teaming up with the challenge. He could team up with the newly signed Sukutaka Sato, of course. Maybe he could even team up with the young boy he won a match with earlier in the show. I guess we'll find out later. I haven't seen anything about if he actually announced who he's going to team up with yet. Uh, match 5 was semi-main event. Another title match for the NWA World Junior Heavyweight title and the Zero One World Junior Heavyweight title. Fuminori Abe defeated Shoki Kitamura in 18 minutes. Uh, really hard to bet against Abe to have at least a good match. That's pretty much what that was. This wasn't that great. I'm not sure uh, Kitamura can really hang with Abe, if I'm being honest. Like, they did the best they could. Again, I like Kitamura, too. It's, I, I don't think he's at that level, and it was kind of hard for Abe to carry him up to a higher level, and I don't really think he tried too hard to do so. But, I don't know, both of them did it pretty well to make you believe for a little bit that Abe might drop the fall, the fall but he ended up pinning uh, Kitamura in a, with a flash pin. And like I said... Pretty good match, but uh, not great. Nothing must-see. But as for must-see, the main event, 0-1 world title match, Takashi Sugiura defeated Masada Tanaka to successfully defend in 22-40. The first great match of 2022 started in 2021 for me, ended in 2022. (laughs) And uh, like I just said about Abe, it's kind of hard to bet against either one of these guys, especially since they just had a match of the year contender against each other for the title a few months ago in Noah. Thanks to this being a zero one, like in zero one, this match had a thirty minute time limit, which turned this match into a much more condensed version of their previous match, which I appreciated. That said, I did prefer the previous match much more than this one. And afterwards, Sugawara came out and laid out the challenge to Sugiura. No one in their right mind believes the title challenge will be successful, but good luck to him. Not sure when that's going to happen. I'm not sure if they've really announced anything yet, but. Seems like that's the go after he got uh, jumped twice now. But that's it for Zero One. So let's get into a show we both watched, actually, and that was the DDT 25th anniversary opening special, All Seas 3000 Yen Box Office 2022 from January 3rd. They love their long titles. Yes, they do. Buzz from Cork and Hall. Uh, pretty good show, but honestly, I wouldn't say anything's about C on the show. Not really, in my opinion, either. Maybe one match, but. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah. There's like one match I think is like the the match of the show. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. The first match was a five on four handicap match for the KOD ten man tag, tag tag team titles. Toru Washi, Antonio Honda, Kazuki Harada, and Yoshiko or Yoshihiko defeated uh, Sanchiro Takagi, Akido, Sumitakao, Gota Hashi, and Yuki Ishida in 10:23 to defend the titles. I think this was the first defense, but don't quote me. I don't Who know. knows at this point? Honestly, you forget these titles even exist. Yeah. Oh, this is their first defense, I think, because the reason it's a five four handicap. Oh match, yeah, because of they the, changed yeah, it to ten man tag. But, but they were previously four yeah. man. They're like, oh, you just have to defend them handicap now until you drop them. It's kind of weird, but I guess it works. Better than it's just DDT. Anything goes. Uh, there's another title situation in DDT I want to talk about later. That's more confusing, but oh yeah, let's talk. About, we'll talk about that at the end. But yeah. This match was, it was an opener for DT. Like, what's there to say about it? They did give Akido and Soma fangirls, fanboys, what they wanted yes. with these suits. <laughs> Akido was looking slick in his, but fucking uh, Takagi wore a dress shirt. And then his trunks. He wore wrestling trunks. So I, was I was like, like, oh no. Then again, like, I don't know how a lot of these guys wrestled in their uh, yeah. suit, little dress shirts and pants. It's not, doesn't seem very fun. No. Uh, match was almost full comedy, but Soma being the straight man here and... Just no selling Yoshihiko for most of it was not like most of his nonsense was just really the like most entertaining Soma's been to me for, in a mm. little bit. Home, like, but like the biggest highlight for me was Honda doing his little fox shit and then Gota hypnotizing him with a belly Gota belly was dance. Such a good highlight here. And I forgot who got the pin in this, but the champs oh, retain. Do you remember? I don't remember either. Oh, wait, um, I, I think it was Harada. Was it, it was Harada actually? Yeah, because like, he did the dance did after. The Tokyo Go. Yeah, so yeah, it was him. Um, yeah, I don't really have a whole lot to add on. He pretty much, <laughs> pretty much said what was needed to be said. Um, perfectly fine opener, you know. I didn't even remember who the champs were either, so there, that tells you how much we really <laughs> watched DDT, like, the back half of the year. Well, I'm like, there's an eight-man, ten-man tag. And I always forget those, those they don't yeah, matter. I, say, I forget those all the time. Because then they got the three of the six-man, and I'm just like, oh, God, there's, and time, I can't. And say, like, relinquish them and, re- like, put them away, and they're like, oh, we're going to back, back out again. Yeah. <laughs> So, it is what it is. Uh, next match with a no tag oh, rules no. match. Pheromones, Don Chukudino, Yuki Sexy Ino, and Yumihito Imanari defeated Yuji Hino, Toy Kojima, and Yuya Kuroku in 11.33. I believe this is like our full, first full Pheromones this is our match. First, yeah, this is like seen. our actual first full Pheromones match we've seen. And everything I hear about them, people hate them, think they are awful and ruin the, not ruin the product, but like... It's like, DDT. I mean, what do you expect? But it's like anytime I like talk to people about DDT and I see what they're talking, like, they're saying it's like half the time they're just bitching about pheromones, and I'm just like, then just skip. But uh, I don't know. I had a fun time watching it to be honest. Yeah, like, I was saying that was funny, especially uh, Hino. Hino was a blast. Yeah, his, this disgust, his like him being <laughs> so disgusted throughout awesome. the match was amazing. Like he was just sitting, like even before he got tagged in, he was just stand, like looking in the ring, just looking disgusted. It was awful. Um, poor, like uh. The poor man came so close to eating Nino's ass, but Ko- Kroku was able to save him. But Our savior. And said, uh, Kojima got the brunt of all this. Like, yep. they were doing the fucking ass to ass chomping thing into, Ko- <laughs> like, uh, into Kro- or Kojima, just crushing his head multiple times. And eventually, Hino just like, gave up trying to go back in, but Kroku was like, finally got him to convince him to go back in. It didn't last long, too long because no. by the end of it, he just abandoned his team while uh, I think it was Kojima was getting pinned. Yeah, Kojima got pinned, yeah. He and took he, the brunt of everything at the end. Behino just walked out and was like, I ain't doing this shit anymore. So that was, that was kind of funny, at least. Yeah, he's so over their shit. Um, but I guess, yeah, this is going to be a either you hate it or you love it kind of match, just depending on how you feel on pheromones because 
Obviously, it's most of their stick. Um, but this was the first time I actually saw Kuroku's new birding gear, which I thought looked pretty good on him. And it's like, this is, this isn't what I expected uh, Eno to be doing that once is well, All yeah. Out ended. Like, I don't think anyone saw this coming. And it's like, he was floundering there for a while, and finally they found gave this to him, and I, I, I think he plays it up well. Like, he fits it. He does it. well, yeah. Like, it, it's obviously not everyone's chick, because like, Don Chagodino's thing isn't everyone's chick, but mm-hmm. I think Eno plays the part as well as anyone could, really. He definitely lives a gimmick. If you, I see his Twitter posts all the fuck oh time, even though I don't follow him, and it's just... A lot of ass, uh, and yeah. The next match was a special match. Masahiro Takahashi, or Takanashi, and Maya Yukihi defeating Shunma Katsumata and Saki Akai in 11 minutes. Uh, not much to say about this one, really. I just thought it was cool what happened. And it set up a singles match between Saki Akai and Maya at Sumo Hall, so very That's excited about cool. that. Yeah, I pretty much feel the same way. Um, I think it should have been better. Uh, just looking at the talent on paper, it should have been pretty good, but it was fine. I don't think it was anything like to rave home about or anything. But like you said, it's just exciting because it does set up Saki and uh, Maya later down the line. And I did like that they came out to the women's music. That was very cool. I forgot to, yeah, I forgot that happened until just now. But yeah, that was really cool. And since they have the Sumo Hall match, it seems like a lot of these DDT house shows and stuff, they're going to have a lot of... Uh, Saki and Maya like facing off in various tag matches, so yeah. that's something to look forward to. And it seems like uh, they're trying to recruit Miss Maya Yukihi here to DDT. Yeah, they're pressing hard, it seems like. I think I read on Twitter like they tried to, they, or Maya was trying to sign up with DDT like a while ago, mm. but they couldn't because they weren't able. Like at that point, they weren't really pre- like prepared to tra- uh, train yeah, Toshi wrestlers. But now, now's the time to do it, especially with uh, Saki there. But yeah, very excited for that Sumo Hall match. Uh, next match was a Pokotan return match. Chris Brooks defeated Pokotan by ref stoppage in 13 minutes. It was a Pokotan match, which are very entertaining. <laughs> this one was too, but it's hard to say much about it. Probably the best part of the match was Chris kicking Pokotan's head clean off and his like facial expressions afterwards. And the aftermath of Yoshihiko launching oh, themselves off the balcony to attack Chris. Just honestly, I love the like the post match stuff more than the match itself, even though the match was entertaining too. Yeah, pretty much. You know what you're um you're getting into when you see Pokotan in a match, but Chris definitely did a good job at making it as entertaining as possible. Yeah, the Yoshihiko stuff was awesome. I mean, it's it's always good when Yoshihiko's involved. So if you're in a DDT comedy, this is probably the first match of the show I definitely would seek out. Yeah. And also, apparently, uh, they already they already did Yoshihiko versus Chris on one of the house shows a few days after this, and I heard that was good too. So there's two recommendations there for you. The next match was uh, Daisuke Sasaki and MJ Paul versus uh, Yuki Sakaguchi and Yuki Ueno, which ended without a winner as a time limit draw in 15 minutes. MJ Paul fucking rolls. That's pretty much my review of this match. <laughs> uh, you, I don't know why like, I just gravitated more towards him than anyone else in this match. It's the new face paint still. Well, he was wearing a mask that day. I was think. he? Oh, shit. I was it, it, like, It's the same as the face paint, but it's like a mask instead. Oh, well, that's cooler then. Yeah, I really liked it. He just looked like a psychopath because, I mean, he is Murder Junkie Paul, so he kind of has to look like junkie. that. But also, uh, well, you know, it's Sasaki, you're kind of getting to levels of oh, Sasaki no. and Chris of I don't want to see these two in the ring together again. Oh, no. But at least, like, Ueno and Sasaki's title matches were good, but unlike the Chris and Sasaki matches, but I don't know. I'm just. Don't bring the hatred back. I want, for I, matches, I want to get them please. away. Please, just keep yeah. them away for a little bit. And that makes me curious who's going to be Sasaki anyway because it, it's going to happen at some point. I just. 
it seems like the universal title changes kind of feel so random at times, so who knows what's going to happen down the line, but... Uh, I think oh. part of the problem right now is that they're going back to have Saki defend against Vegeta. Oh, that, that's that right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was he supposed is to defending. happen, but Vegeta got injured. Yeah, he is defending against him. I forgot. So I guess after that, we'll kind of get a better picture of what they're going to do with the Universal title. Right. But then they're doing the tag league, so who knows? Oh, jeez. Well, it's it's Sasaki. Well, well, yes, I think it's Sasaki and Paul, uh, probably, MJ, yeah. yeah. But yeah, we'll, I guess we'll find out after all that what's next for the Universal title. Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, I thought the match was, it was so-so. I mean, wasn't bad or anything, but yeah, not a whole lot to say about this one either. And next match is uh, Kazusada Gucci defeating Hideki Okutani in 12 minutes, which I think was the best match of the show. Yep. And just the best match of Okutani's career yet. <laughs> like, the man wanted an interruption so bad, and like, Higuchi beat his ass to make sure he was up to snuff to join the group, to the point he could barely stand by the end of the match. And DC are just doing everything right with this guy, first pairing him mm. up with Akiyama, and now Higuchi and Sakaguchi, and now he's going to be joining up the tag league with Higuchi. So, so that's based. I'm very excited to see him in Eruption. I definitely feel like they're setting him up potentially as like one of the top like future guys, obviously. Um, but yeah, this match was pretty fucking awesome. I saw everybody raving about it and I was like, well, if there's something I have to watch on this show, it is this. Uh, definitely really happy for Okatani. He's joined um, a really great faction in Eruption, obviously with Akiyama's group as well when they were still a thing. But yeah, this is... Definitely going to be um, interesting to see. I'm curious how him and Higuchi work together as a team. Hey, he definitely got balls, because even after Higuchi was beating the shit out of him post-match. I know, right? Fucking, he started slapping Sakaguchi, and Sakaguchi just slapped him right back. That and was like... so good. But, uh, semi-main event was uh, Tetsuya Endo and Naomi Yoshimura defeating Harshima and Mao in 1352. And match is fine, but I just didn't have much to say about it, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, Endo and Mao did some crazy stuff near the end, but... I just wasn't feeling the match, if I'm being honest. Kind of same here. Um, this was actually also our first look at burning Endo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Which I'm liking the look. I like, you know, he's kind of bulked up a little bit. So that looks, uh, <laughs> that's really nice. But yeah, I thought the match was just fine. This was another one I thought on paper that should have been a little bit better. But I don't know. Maybe it's just kind of, this is this is kind of there. But obviously still like all the guys in it. But yeah. We get to the main event, which was uh, DT 25th anniversary opening memorial special match. It was uh, Kanosuke Takashita versus Shinya Aoki. First, it ended with a, without a winner at the time limit draw in 15 minutes. And it was a fun uh, grappling match, but I don't really have a take on it. Like, it's, mm. it's hard to have a take on a grappling match, if I'm being honest. Exactly, yeah. Like, Unless you're someone that's more into, like, that base of wrestling, I guess. I Yeah. But yeah, the time limit hit while Takashita had Aoki in an armbar. They restarted the match, and Takashita quickly beat him, put him away. And afterwards, Takashita did his little post-match promo, and out came Mr. Endo Tetsuya. Out to challenge. So we got the main event for their Sumo Hall show, which is going to be taking place on March 20th. I'm surprised they're going to this already. Yes, I'm shocked. I was really shocked to see that they were already going for Endo and Takashita. And I, I don't know what you do here. I don't either, because it's like, I feel like they're setting up Endo to be even bigger than he was before, but I'm like, do you really want Chris, or not Chris, what the hell am I thinking right now, Takashi to to really drop it to him right now? Because I don't know how long they want Takashi to have this reign for. Well, it's like we mentioned on the year-end award stuff last episode, 
I was thinking this title reign was going to be his like define or career define not career defined reign, but like his definitive reign, I guess, of his with KOD. I don't think it's going to be the case now because like I think Endo's just going to beat I him. I think Endo is going to beat him, but as it, he should. Oh yeah, I'm like I'm, hell, I'm sure as hell not going to play if Endo beats him finally because this is the first time we'll ever beat him for that title yeah. ever. Oh yeah, that's right. Which is why oh. I think it's such a big deal that they're doing it. They're doing it in Sumo Hall. It's like it, it feels set up that Endo will win. He's but... about to be Naito'd again. <laughs> <laughs> it just feels too early for Takashi to drop his belt though. So it's like I know. I don't. I... But then I'm also like I don't. I don't know. Like it's my... definitely a curious like from a fan standpoint. It's definitely something I will keep my eye on. But mm-hmm. yeah. Like, sitting here right now, my gut is that Endo's going to actually win, but it's just, like, I'm also, I don't know, like, I'm, like, halfway in, halfway out with it. it. Yeah, I don't want to, like, boost myself up to say, <clears> yeah, Endo's <throat> for sure winning this, and then it's like, oh, just kidding, never mind. But, yeah, overall, a uh, very good show, but if you miss this show, I don't think you're going to miss much. No. Like, really, just, if you want to see uh, Okatani's entrance into Eruption, I think that's, like, the biggest thing to see. Mm. That was great, best match of his career, and... Just it's more, a really good match. Higuchi's yeah. beaten. If you like watching uh, Higuchi <laughs> kill people, this is definitely <laughs> the match for you. Call? So, but uh, that's it for DDT talk. For what's coming up with them right now, their biggest thing coming up now is the DDT Ultimate Tag League, which starts January thirtieth. Prepare the first well, one of the tournaments of and the year. <laughs> before the tournament started, the current tag champions Hiroshima oh, and Naomi Yoshimura relinquished the belts for some fucking reason. They said something about they wanted to better themselves or something. Is like a I don't fucking it's, it's know. It's stupid as hell. Like it's a yeah, it's a bullshit. You know, it's basically DDT wanted to crown new champs, so they're doing it this way because whoever wins the tournament's gonna win the belts. It's Really stupid, and it's going to make Naomi and Hiroshima look like geeks if they don't go to the finals. I'll laugh if they actually don't make it to the finals, I don't, think I don't think they're going to. They probably won't, because I'm looking at the teams, and I'm like... Well, let's I go through like, the teams yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, let's go ahead and do that first. Uh, a Block, Kosuke Takashida, and Yuki Oena from yeah, Sonic Mina. That's a strong team. Tetsuya Endo and Junakiyama from Burning. Very strong team. Kazusada Aguchi and Hideki Okutani from mm-hmm. Eruption. Yuji Hino versus Yuki Onaya. And Shuji Kondo and Kazuki Harada. God, I fucking so love hard. this team so much. Oh, my boy God. Kondo against some DT bookings. I'd love to see him stick around a little bit more because I don't think he's doing a whole lot in Dragon Gate right now. Nah, not really. And he's a freelancer, so he can do the fuck he wants. So <laughs> I'd love to see him bounce around in some more places. Uh, B Block is uh, Harshima and Naomi Yoshimura from Disaster Box. Chris Brooks and Masahiro Takahashi from CDK. Daisuke Sasaki and MJ Paul from Damnation TA. Shuma Katsumata and Mao from Sonic Amina and. Don Choco, Dandy, oh, no. Dino, and Yuki Sexy Dino from Pheromones. Like, A-Block finals, like, it's pretty A-block obvious. It's, it's, it's going to be Sana and Kamina and Burning. Yeah. I thought that would have been, like, the actual finals, but since they're in the same block, can't be that. That's why I was surprised. I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. My guess is that Endo and Akiyama are going to win A-Block. They're going to beat Takashita and Ueno. Mm-hmm. Like, I can see Endo pinning Takashita to get, get some Just more to get some there. more heat on that, yeah. So I think it ends in, like late february so okay so yeah it'll be closer to that time so that'll probably happen uh b block you could just be just about anyone yeah b block is very up in the air probably should almost, be harshima and yeah. Naomi, but it, i don't think it's going to be because they're gonna be geeked out unfortunately uh i don't like suma like, and mao is that i don't my, I don't really know. my guess is like i said i think endo and akiyama are gonna win a block I think they're going to win the tournament and win the titles. So I think B block winner is either going to be Mao and Shunma. Why'd you not? Uh, it's just about anyone, really. It's That's like, the thing. 
I really, it's, I don't think it's pheromones. That one's easy. I think to. Just, I, I can see them. Like, uh, really? I think. Uh. Well, they well, they have the six man belts. Probably yeah, not. Yeah, they actually. have the six. It matters that much. Yeah. They do double champions DT all the time. I mean, yeah, they did Tonga's cheating. Yeah. yeah, that's kind of why I think Endo and um, Endo and Akiyama are gonna win because I think they're gonna do that, and then Endo's gonna win the. I was about to say triple crown when the KOD. Hell yeah! So he's brother. gonna be um, double champ, and then that's how they'll set up other title matches and shit. That's kind of why I think Sasaki and Paul are gonna win B block. I could see that too. That was my other guess would be those two. Because like, say Endo wins the or wins both the or wins the uh, KOD. Obviously, Sasaki's there to be the first, not the first challenger, but like he, that's gonna be the big challenge of his reign because they still have unfinished business together because damn how damnation <laughs> ended. So I don't know. Either way, uh, DDT's tag tournament is usually pretty fun, so I'm excited for it. Mm-hmm. Like I said, that's enough DT, so let's get into Tokyo Joshi here. Just their Itanyon show from January 4th, Corken Hall. One of the best shows this year, I'll say that. Yep. Now there's a whole lot of competition yet, but yeah. these Tokyo Joshi, Corken Hall shows that kick off the year are always, always pretty fun. great. But this one, fucking. Knocked your socks off. That main these event, last and my main yeah, event, fucking fantastic. We'll, we'll get into it. Let's start off at the bottom, though. <laughs> First match is Suzume and Risu Endo defeating Mahiro Kiryu and Moko Miyamoto in 11:39. An opener to give the younger women some reps. Risu and Matsumoto both had new gear since they last time we've seen them. Both look good. Like it's kind of like the same like motif, but it was like different. There's cut some gear. different cuts, yeah. Like I'm sure Miyamoto's new gear is oh, a lot easier yeah, to wrestle in than her old gear. Yeah, that's adding sure. those shorts had to help a lot. And I can't believe this is Endo's first year or anniversary. one year. That's so crazy to me. She's been pretty awesome for a rookie so far. And then she got the win here. So I'm like, Yeah, she got her first first win. win. Yep. So that's pretty cool. Like, whatever that suplex she did was, like, turning it it into the accolade to get the the win. That's a great finish. And, uh, yeah, the latest crop of women are progressing really quickly. Yes, they are. Like, like just look at how good Suzume is now, too. And, like. Match is really fun. Great way to kick off the show, but not much more to that. Shoot. Um, and I don't even know if... Did we mention the new signee to oh, Tokyo did, Joshi? Oh, yeah. I mention that either. Yeah. They signed some, like, YouTuber... She's like, karate? karate like, chick. yeah. She's been on, like, Kamen Rider and shit, and, like, she had, like, 700,000 followers on, yeah, whatever. on TikTok or some shit. That's the Zoomer talk. <laughs> yeah. But her name was, like, Julia, but they spelled Julia. it, like, Zuria, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck they're... I was like, uh, I don't know how that got there, but anyways, yeah. They probably didn't want to draw comparisons to like Julia and Stardom, I guess, but I don't know. Like, she already spelled that's her name, and that's her fucking name. She already spelled it differently because her, her Twitter handle is Julia with a J, like yeah. how it's supposed to be. So I don't know why they did Zuria, but whatever. I don't, I don't know who's doing their translations now. So yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, speaking of which, this is both this and the DDT show were the first shows without um Mr. Mr. Haku out here control like uh, yeah, controlling uh, <laughs> translating the stuff. So. Sad. It was really w- it was weird because I didn't wake DDT. up. Yeah, I didn't wake up to like any translations, and I was like, "Oh." Okay. At least uh, the Tokyo Joshi commentary had uh, Chris Brooks, uh, Balianaki, and another guy who they were all like kind of doing some rough translations and stuff. But so you had at least a little bit of something with Tokyo Joshi. Yeah. But yeah, DDT, you were just you were on your own. Good luck. But next match was Shoko Nakajima defeating Hyper Masao in twelve oh eight. This has become a yearly tradition with these two facing off. This time it wasn't an overly complicated match like no. last year. This, like how they had to like open up the balls and see what was inside yeah, them gotcha, and that affected. Gotcha and, I don't know. Basically, what we had here was a uh, stuffed ladder or stuffed tiger on a hanging up above the ring and basically climb the ladder and you win the match. But uh, 
Yeah, I thought it was a really awesome comedy match. There's another match you should definitely check out if you're into the whole comedy stuff. Mm. And it all sort of set up a title ma- challenge later, later in the show. Yeah. But yeah, like, this is probably like one. <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I don't know. Yeah, I was like, what are you getting at here? I think I get it, but. All I'm saying is a fun comedy match. That's what I'm saying. I was saying, there you go, because that's what it was. It was definitely a fun comedy match. And, you know, if you listen to our prior stuff, you know, we're kind of hit or miss. On most of like Hyper Me Sal's stuff, but I definitely thought this was really entertaining. Obviously, Shoko is Shoko is Shoko. She's good as well. Um, so is Hyper Me Sal, but I think we're just a little harsh on her sometimes. But you know, um, yeah, I think it's definitely a fun, fun little match for the Cora Kuin show. Oh, speaking of Hyper Me Sal, I think you saw this too. But on Twitter, her she birthday. Ma- well, she made she made like some posts that was that amazing. Made it sound like she was retiring, but it was actually she's just gonna start lying about her age. <laughs> that was amazing. I love that. Let's see. Next match was uh, Rika Tatsumi and Miyu Watanabe of Daydream defeating Yuki Kamafuku and Nao Kakura. Kamuyu and Nao were come, came out like a horse cosplay. Yeah, that's um, what we were assuming. <laughs> I'm not sure why. Like I've seen people say it was because of a because of Uma Musume, the mobile game. I've seen other people say because like some like horse racing thing, oh, like God. article or something. I don't. I have no idea. I think Chris mentioned why, but I didn't really hear it. Either way, uh, match fun. They were terrorizing Miyu for most of the match, but she was able to dodge Kamuyu's finish. And hit teardrop for the win. I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> I was gonna say I didn't have a whole lot to say about that one, but the entrance with uh, Kamiyu and them was really good. That was great stuff. Um, but yeah, I think I think this was fine enough in the middle of the show. So that's really all I have to say. I don't. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, next match was uh, Nodoka Onesan, Yuki Aino, and <laughs> Harunaneko defeating Marika Kobashi, Raku, and Palm Harjuku in eleven minutes. We got the return of uh, Nodoka Onesan for one night only. Can't say I missed the gimmick, wow. I'm being completely honest. It was nice to see it back for one more night, though. Like, she was doing that gimmick when I first started walking to Toshi Yoshi. I don't know if you were watching them. No, probably not. But uh, I did really enjoy uh, Namba and Ref Matsui getting into her little that workout so routine cute. ahead of the match. And, well, uh, Matsui was trying to get into it, at least. It was pretty fun, but, like, uh, I just want to know what Chris's problem is with Neko. <laughs> He was being so mean to her and, like, cheering on the other girls attacking him, or attacking her. I'm just, I'm not the biggest fan of her for myself, but just, damn, why you gotta be so rude to her, Chris? Like, I'm not, I, I don't say I enjoy her, but I'm not rooting for them to beat her up. Chris, you know how he is. He has his little enemies selected for whatever reason, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say I didn't mind the Dokaone-san. I thought it was cute, but, like you said, maybe it's because that was kind of, like, my first and last time seeing that, so... The problem is know. when she does it on every show. Yeah, I can understand when she does it on every show that it would get a little, uh, a little grating, I guess. But yeah, this one was really cute. I loved the like after the match because they had some other uh, roster members out there doing this stuff too. So that was really cute. Uh, she'll she'll definitely be missed. That is for sure. And I think she was like trying to hand off the gimmick to Palm, and Palm was like, "No." Yeah, Palm was like, "No, <laughs> no." But uh, next match was. Uh, singles match, Yuka Sakazaki defeated Yuki Arai in 12.51, and really not much to say about this. I think it's really good. Yuki Arai continues to improve each time I see her, mm. and that's been a little bit since we've seen her last, so since we haven't watched a whole lot of Tokyo Joshi in the past few months, but she had a good dance partner in Yuka here, who was super aggressive with yeah, her, to say the least. Uh, they did some spots I wouldn't expect from someone to, so young into their career to do, like that suplex spot on the apron that they did yeah. was nasty, and 
Also, shout out to Yuki Arise. Her her facial her facial expressions were amazing. Kind of expect that from an idol, mm. but just whenever she finally did get in control, her face just looked so menacing and shit. And yeah, she like, was so mean looking. I was like, oh my god. But yeah, like you said, like the facial expressions, I totally um, I totally know that's like you know a whole idol thing because you definitely have to convey uh the emotions on stage and shit so that's why i think she works perfectly with wrestling like she can convey any kind of emotion she wants just with her face alone but yeah i think the match itself was just fine um yuki rai is definitely improving each time we see her so that's really really cool that they already have her you know looking a lot better each time and then yuka is yuka she's you know she's just good she's always good um but yeah i thought overall the match was just it was fine and then we get to the real heat Let's here. get to the chunky stuff. Let's get to the real good stuff. Uh, semi-main event, Tokyo International Princess title match. Maki Ito defeated Hikari Noah to win the title in 1619. Uh, I thought the Sage. layout of this match was great with Hikari dominating early, but she got greedy and like tried to go the hardcore route and suplex Maki on some chairs. Some nasty spots. But she ended up landing on them herself, which led to Maki taking control and targeting the back, which played into the finish with how she won with the move she beat her with last uh, January 4th. But uh, Card started spamming those beautiful bo- drop kicks she has. And just overall, I thought it was a greatly laid out match. Mm-hmm. Super heated. Interesting throughout. Exactly what I wanted out of this match. Just as, not just as, like, way better than their last match. By far. January 4th. But I mean, that just shows you how much both of them have improved. Like, yeah. And it's like, the result, I don't know how to feel, though. Like, <laughs> I'm fine with Akari dropping it. She's held it for a long time and had a good reign. I don't think Maki should have been the one. Yeah, it's like... I think... I feel like Maki now is above that. Oh, for sure. It's like, probably... like Generally, they've used this belt as like a way to elevate people further up the card. Yeah. Akari doesn't need it anymore. Because she's like one of the few wrong, young members of the roster who's actually gotten up to that level. Because mm-hmm. there's really not a whole lot. Cause a lot of, like, that's a lot of, of them the, are still... That's one of the problems there. with Tokyo Joshi is like you have like your mainstay main eventers, Yuka, yeah, Miyu, your, yeah. all them, Maki. All Sha- them, yeah. Maki's actually gotten up and, to that level yeah, now. Yeah, Maki is shot up. And like I said, Hikari's one of the few people that has been able to elevate herself up to that level. So you should be putting this on belt on someone that does need that elevation and not Maki. Like she said, it feels like Maki's above this title now. Yeah, I saw the result and I was just kind of like, are you telling me she's she's still at the IC level? I mean... Like I said, it's not an insult in any way to anybody that's an IC title winner. It's just, like you said, I feel like it should be elevating someone, maybe like a Miyu Watanabe or something like that, not Maki, you know? Like, I know they want to get a title on her, but without giving her the Princess of Princess title yet, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's, it's a little conflicting. At least the good thing is, like, when someone does actually beat her for the title, it's going to be huge. It, it's going to be a big moment for that person. Because I don't know who's going to beat her right now. Yeah, I think it's pretty wide open right now. Which is, I think that's really the really good thing with this title is that um, anyone can win. Unlike like, the main title. But. Oh, well. <laughs> that's because that champion is forever going to be champion, okay? But you have anything more to say about that match? No, I pretty much agree with everything that you said. It was a fantastic match. Um... I actually didn't hear too much about the match itself. I just saw people, you know, talking about Maki winning. And I was a little bit disappointed by that because I was like, the match was fucking great. So why aren't we talking about that? But yeah, like you said, great, great layout. Just super smooth. It was just, yeah, I I love this match. Yeah, I was disappointed too, but no one really talking about this match. But They went to the other match, but then I understood. I understood And then I got it. Yeah, I was like, okay. 
And that match <laughs> is the Tokyo Princess of Princess title match. Main event, Miyu Yamashita defeated Mizuki in 1912 to successfully defend. I couldn't have taken notes on this if I even tried to. Fuck no. They were just like balls to the wall pace from the jump. Aggressive. Mizuki was prepared and was able to like dodge and counter a lot of Miyu's offense, but still mm-hmm. fell in the end. And like I needed a cigarette after I had this, watched this match. <laughs> you like, don't even smoke. You don't, I don't even smoke, smoke. But I'm just like... I just had no chance to breathe after yeah. during watching this, especially after following like the main the semi main event, which I thought was just great too. Uh, and spoiler for the rest of the shows we're going to talk about, but this was the easiest addition to my match oh. of the year list so far this year, mm-hmm. right on right into the number one spot for me. Maybe Yamashita can do no wrong. After the match, we got her next challenger, her Kryptonite Chokunagajima. <laughs> Kryptonite. And that match will take place in Sumo Hall on March nineteenth. So. We were just talking about, I don't think anyone's ever going to beat Miyu. It's going to take forever. and Miyu's literally going to take forever. I'm sorry. Mizuki's not. No. no. Y'all should have said, you should have known Miyu's going to retain it. Sorry. <laughs> and Shogo's like one of the few people that it's able to beat her pretty often. But it's just. It's not happening. We'll see, I guess. I don't think so, in my opinion. It could. That's the thing. It's like, this one is more 50-50 than I think Miyu Mizuki was. Result was. Yeah. I didn't think Mizuki had a chance. Mizuki's not only like one of the best Joshi wrestlers going right now, she's one of the best wrestlers period she's going right now. She's literally one so of the like, best aces, yeah. Like I love watching her wrestle, so. God. You can literally put her in some random fucking tag match and I'll still watch and be in awe just because she's that fucking good. Oh, this match fucking rolled. Easily one of my um, top matches this year already. But I think that's it for that show. And for what's coming up for Toki Joshi... Like DT, they have a tag league coming. It just started this weekend. Very excited. It wraps up uh, February 11th. The participants for that tournament are Magical Sugar Rabbits, Yuka Sakazaki, and Mizuki. Miyu Yamashita Makiido. I'm not, not gonna, reading that number. I'm not reading that name. <laughs> uh, Daydream, Rika Tatsumi, and Miyu Watanabe. <clears throat> Baki Retsu Sisters, Nodo Kotenma, and Yuki Aino. Hikari Noah and Nao Kakura, or Free Wi-Fi. <laughs> I love that. Uh, venue, uh, Yuki Kamafuku and Asuka. Marku Kobashi and Raku. Pam Harajuku and Mahiri Kuryu. Haru Neneko and Kayatarubami. Ari Suzu and Suzume and Arisu Endo. What a cute name. I didn't notice that's what they were calling each other. And uh, Moku Miyamoto and Yuki Arai. I don't have a strong feeling who's going to win this, but it doesn't really matter in the end. Venue or bust. Well, that's how I want to win. Like, they should fucking win this tournament, but watch this fucking Dizaki and It's just going to be... Yeah. I kind of hope it's not, but... Did they win the last time? Or what? No, Wait. it was Magical Sugar yeah, Rabbits. That's right. Never mind. That's right. They made it to the yeah. It was them versus uh, Maki and yeah. me. That was that's a great what match I was too. thinking. That match was really good. But uh, that's it for Tokyo Joshi. So uh, let's get to the next promotion we're here to talk about, and that's All Japan. They had a uh, two show back to back Cork and Hall shows on January first or January second and third. <laughs> Their New Year's Wars. What a cursed promotion right now! Yeah. What an absolutely cursed promotion, man. I don't think we'll have a whole lot to say about these no, shows. So we'll, unfortunately. We'll, we'll blow through them pretty quickly. Uh, first night, like I said, January 2nd, uh, kicked off the show announcing the yearly signings of the company being Shotaro Oshino and Rising Haido. Uh, neither one's super surprising to me. I didn't think Oshino was going to sign this year. That's the, that's all I really have to say about Oshino. Haido's not a surprise. Yeah, well, Haido actually still has, like, a, he's a dual contract with this that's and Ahimat Pro, which is his home promotion, but... It's not going to be any different. I guess maybe uh, All Japan will have first bookings on him or Probably. some shit like that. But That's what I would assume. He basically only walks All Japan in there, so it's nothing super surprising. Oshino, 
He works there all the time. He literally is like look, work nowhere else. He's on a few indies and stuff. Not oh, really. Shit. But maybe like I'll say couple like four I maybe. Yeah, I, I think. It's really been not a whole lot. I know he worked on his memorial show, but oh, that's right. I don't count. Yeah. But yeah, count. he hasn't really worked anywhere else. So and he's a current champion. And as Japan, soon as so. he got that belt, I was kind of like, yeah, I, I think they got him. But uh, I don't know how to feel. <laughs> Come about on, wrestle it. one guy. What are the feelings here? But uh, anyway, we'd really go through this match by match, but this is really like a lackluster show start for mm. the year for All Japan, unfortunately. I really have nothing to say about the undercard, at least. But Yeah, the undercard was kind of just there. It's kind of what you expect from All Japan undercard anyway, so yeah. But we can talk about like the, we'll talk about that, the top of the, the card. Titles and stuff. We'll talk about the semi-main a little, a little bit. Or I thought I wrote something down about it, but I didn't, but it was... Um, <laughs> It was Abby, Ryujito, and Daisuke Sakamoto versus, or defeating Ryuki Honda, Koji Doe, and Kumarashi in 919. And, oh, I did Honda's write something about it. Yeah, like, I love this trio, like, of Kumado and Honda. Honda's a fucking bad bitch. They play really well together as a heel act. Yes. Heel, like she was saying, heel Honda is, like, a revelation. I really did not know this was in him. Yeah. Coming from Russell 1. Wish we could have kind of saw that in Russell 1, but he fits. We're getting with, it now. Yeah, I'm saying. He fits right in with Total Eclipse perfectly. Mm-hmm. And match is solid, but I just. I was just focused on Honda more than anything. Which I think was honestly probably the most important part of this was just to see Honda's new uh, new character. Yeah, they're they're really trying to make you focus on him, especially what comes out of uh, the uh, second or yeah. second night. But at least uh, Abby, even if he's not going to be in the title contention right now, he's at least getting a little win here. I love that Japanese fans are mad that he's in the title contention. <laughs> but uh, main event of that show was the All Asia Tag Team Title Match with. Uh, Enfant, I forgot they. It's fucking total clips. Rest- you really put Enfant. No, I copied it off fucking uh, wrestling data. They haven't fixed it oh yet. Oh my god! Come on, y'all. It's not Enfant. They don't exist anymore. But yeah, total clips. Hokuto Mori and Yusuke Kodama defeated Stronghearts, T Hawk and Al Lindemann in fourteen forty. Uh, very brave of them to put this in the main event slot. But I mean, what they else did they else. have? Yeah. What but else did they have? Even more brave that they worked it more like it was still like semi-main or whatever. Like they fourteen minutes for a main event. Hey. I ain't complaining hey, at all. I was going to say. 14 minutes, they worked it like a semi-main event. They didn't like, it was a lot, pretty much like a kind of a pretty quick sprint and them just hitting moves after moves. That's what I like to see. For a Total Eclipse match, it didn't have a whole lot of heel antics. It was just the, the two wrestling. See, the thing is, I don't really think Total Eclipse always plays into the quote-unquote like heel tactics all the time. There's assholes. It depends on the match, really. Yeah, it really depends on the match. And Kodama's, like, one of those that really leans into the heel actics a lot, so it was cool to see him actually, like, just have a straight wrestling match for once. Which is great, because I think people undervalue his um, ability as a wrestler. But, yeah, the match really good, and uh, I don't think it's must-see or anything, but if you like either one of the teams, especially if you're a, if you're a, if you're a great man, yeah. a great lady, <laughs> a great individual, got support strong Stronghearts, check them out, lose, losing effort here, but... Hell yeah. Still, uh... Hopefully they still stick around in uh, Old Japan after this, but we'll find out, I they guess. They might be showing up somewhere else, but I guess we'll talk about that later. But I think that's it for this show. Second show, <sighs> same or night two, January 3rd. Again, not a whole lot to say about most of the undercard stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you had opener with Sega Tachibana versus Young Boy. It's cool, I guess. Uh, you had Dan Tamura, Hikaru Sato, and Ryuji Hijikata defeating Black Mensa Ray, Hiroshi Yamato, and Andy Wu. But there was this cool scene, Yamato and Sato just slapping the yeah. shit out of each other. That, that was, was pretty fun. The only interesting part about the match, <laughs> to be honest. You had Izanagi and Devil Murasaki defeating Total Eclipse, Tajiri, and Kumarashi by count out in 628, which kind of, I guess, that's what earned them the All Asia 
title match. Which was know. so weird. I didn't understand that, but whatever. I really just love the finish. It was really funny. Finish with was funny as fuck. Kuma and Tajiri getting tied to the ring by Izuna, or Domarasaki and basically got a ring out because of it. It was fun. I don't know. Yeah, it, I was say, it was fine. It's an undercard match. Uh, yeah, Total Eclipse, Omori, Honda, and Kodama defeating Next Dream. Well, not Next Dream. It was uh, Atsuki, Oyagi, Ryzen Haido, and Yu Izuka from Great in seven minutes. I like just I like this just because Total Eclipse were just... Dicks. This, Total dicks. As we were talking about character work, this is basically full character work here, just being dicks. And then my boy Honda picks up the win here. Let's fucking go. I thought this match screamed, like, next stream getting the pin to set up an all-age title match. Same, but, yeah. But in the end, we got a different group here. Team, or makes sense. But. It makes sense why Honda got the win by the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So, But I also like where fucking Honda, like, basically pushed Omori. Like, at the beginning when they were coming out, he's, like, basically bullying him a little bit. I was like, hmm, interesting uh, stuff going on here already. Yeah, I think we might be setting up Omori getting kicked out here soon. No! No. Finally get a belt on him, so no. now it's time to get him out of here. No. But yeah, he does not seem to like him no, <laughs> at all. No, it was just him too. Kadami, I don't think he messed with. It was just Omori. I was like, oh, okay. And like we were talking about the main event yesterday, like both Omori and Kodama weren't really doing heel stuff. Hokuto hasn't really been doing a whole lot of heel stuff, period, lately. Mm-mm, so it's really. like... I'm you know cu- what? That does make sense, yeah. So I'm curious what they're going to end up doing with them. But see. We'll see, I guess. Uh, you had a big tall man match. Really much the only <laughs> funny thing man. about it was like after the match, fucking Ren Ayabe was getting his hand raised and Chuji was crying because he's not actually the tallest person in all Japan Those right now. Those pictures, if you if you all didn't see them, were absolutely hilarious. They were such gold. Uh, you had a Gaora TV title match with Shikahiro Irie defeating Koji Doi in eight minutes. And this is a match you see on paper and you think it'll be amazing, but it's just good. Like It felt like their OWE title match from Russell 1 that happened a couple years ago, but... Good, just it never really clicked with me. But do you, do you have anything to say about Doi and Iria? Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I thought it was just good, but I, definitely there's the potential to be great there. I think. Um, yeah, it was it was just good. I mean, if you want to watch something from the show, that's at least one thing to watch. But yeah, maybe if they had a little more time, they could have done a little more. But I think that was also the problem was that they kind of got gypped on time, so. I don't know. Like for me, I, I think there's something about these two. They just don't match they don't together. Pretty Sometimes well. the chemistry isn't there. You could have two great wrestlers like the both of them are, but then they get into a match and the chemistry is just not there. But I don't know. Like that Russell one match I mentioned, I think that was also pretty short on time. I think it was like 11 minutes mm-hmm. off the top of my head, but I can't remember for sure. But yeah, that, they didn't get a lot of time for that either. So maybe they're just not good at doing short matches. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. Who knows? Uh, so my main event was for the junior title. Oh, God. Sugi defeated Super Crazy in seven minutes to win the title. <laughs> Match kind of sucked, not going to lie, and Sugi won, so... Match didn't kind of suck. This sucked. I don't know why they even put the title on Super Crazy to begin with, but... Just for him to... Never mind. Now he's off to... Now he's off to Noah. Off to Noah, so... In Paro, so yay us. Woo! Supposedly his match there was good, or he he was good in the match, so maybe he wants to try harder in Noah, unlike in all Japan. He better try hard for Kaito. Oh, fuck, I forgot about that. You don't... Fucker. Anyway. (laughs) Don't get me started on this. Main event of the show, though, was Stellar for the World Tag Team titles. Runaway Suplex, Suwama, yep. Chotaro Shino defeated Next Dream, Kento, and Yume Yagi in 28 minutes. Match fucking rocked. Yep. I really expected <laughs> nothing less from these two teams. Best part of the match were where Ashino and Yuma were in the ring together, but that's pretty much par for the yeah. course of these two. Like, ever, pretty much ever since Ashino has been in All Japan, Yuma has been his best opponent. Mm. 
These two are just magic together. Swan was looking really good here, too. He seems to be really enjoying his scene with Ashino. Which is nice. Yeah, he feels more energetic than he has oh, in a while. Oh, gosh, and by far, yeah. Maybe it's just because he doesn't have to wrestle the whole match like <laughs> it was when his, he was a triple crown champion. But, yeah, great match. Really the only thing from these two days that you should go out of your way yeah. to see. This is probably, like, the only match that I think is a must-seek-out match to see. Just... Really good stuff from pretty much their two top tag teams. There's really no competition, in my opinion, but, you know. Kumadoi. Um, yeah, Kumadoi, obviously, but, you know, they treat them kind of shitty, so, uh, yeah. But, yeah. I guess we'll get to the stuff that happened after this. Yeah, because after the match, uh, I don't know, was it Ashino and Twam were basically saying they wanted Triple, yes. uh, triple Crown, and then it was and obviously Kento said he wanted it in, too. Yeah. And then out comes the shithead. Honda, Honda to fucking like, get in the mix too, so got ourselves a tournament here for the ne- the new uh, Triple Crown champion. Yep, little four man tournament, which is kind of disappointing because Yuma's not in it. Yeah, but since it's the four man, I guess it makes I know. sense. But... They got to get it on somebody quick, I guess. And that'll be on the next show they have on a Corgan Hall, January twenty third. As I mentioned, four, little four man tournament for the Triple Crown championship. Is it all that show? Yeah, it's all that show. Okay. Right. Yeah, Ruki Honda for Shotaro Shino and Kento versus Suwama, and then the winners face that night. Uh, have any early picks on who wins this? No. It's going to be Kento. I was going to say, I don't want to say Kento. I want it to be a surprise. It would be so nice if it was Ashino, but that's not happening. Suwama's not happening. Honda is not happening. It's Kento. What the interesting thing is going to be is whether they're going to have Honda, or Honda beat Ashino. If that happens, oh boy. I don't Honestly, it wouldn't I, shock me. Honestly, I want Honda to win the title because that's just a fucking chaos theory here. It's like I want him to. Oh, you're a big galaxy brain over here. Okay. That's when you everyone, want chaos. I want everyone to get pissed off, and he'll be the first. He'll be the youngest triple crown champion. Well, then I want to see it. So let's do it. But I love that they're actually going all in with him right now, just because like it's oh, really nice. He he beat the champion, so we're gonna, just gonna go. Or well, not beat the champion, but he, he, took he, out the champion. he took out the champ. So it's like all right, we'll just push him. Fuck it. Uh, some of the Japanese fans will seem very happy about that, but. Is yeah, what it is. What can you do? But yeah, I think Honda's probably going to win, and then he's going to drop to Kento in the oh main event. But we'll see, I guess. Also on that show, we're going to have uh, Sugi defending the junior title against Rising Haido, and Total Eclipse defending the All Asia Tag Titles against Devil Murasaki and Izanagi. So at least we've got something for All Japan to look forward to. Hopefully it's better than these shows. I think it will be. I think it will be, too. Yeah. Hopefully, if I'm right, and it is Honda and Kento, Honda has like the match of his life here, because that's going to be the main event, probably. So, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, We'll see, I guess. All right, so let's get into the next show we're going to talk about. Finally, we talked some Noah here. Woo! Noah, the new year of 2022. Yay! First show of the year, January 1st from Nippon Budokan. Fucking awesome it show. What a show it was. My show of the year right now. Absolutely. By a long stretch. By far. It's pretty much just this Toki Joshi that's on the list for show of the year so mm-hmm. far. Nothing else really lived up to them, I think, yet. Yeah. As yeah. total shows, at least. There's some matches on each big in-between stuff that's but slightly better. But this was just... Just as yeah. a total package, this was awesome. Uh, kicked off with a performance. It wasn't the Up Up Girls, but still pretty <laughs> fun live performance to kick off the show. Cyberfy loves them some performances. Uh, first match of the show was uh, Junta Miyake and Kenya Okada defeating Kai Fujimura and Yasutaki Yano in 839. Junta's hair is getting very long now. Yes, that was the fr- that was what I pointed out. It's like I don't know, maybe it's the style too, but I don't know. Like he doesn't even look like the same person anymore at all. It might be the style. But yeah. It is, either way, it's longer. Uh, Yano has a really old face. I don't know why I wrote that down, but what the fuck? He does. So I'm, what? I'm, he just looks like an old grumpy old man. Like yeah, him, him, him as a veteran is going to be amazing. I think. 
He's probably going to have the same face, too. Oh, God. But anyway, uh, match your typical young boy shit. Kai was showing some fire with the usual beautiful drop kicks. Yep. Uh, maybe 2022 will finally be the year Okada does something. God, please. I'm begging. I think we'll keep begging for this almost every fucking time we watch No, when he's on the card. I just want him to do something. Ugh. Next match was Funky Express, Agitoshi Saito, King Tani, and Muhammad Yone defeating Kongo, Manobusoya, so- or Neo, and Tadasuke in 845. And uh, not much to say about this one, really. It's just your usual Noah undercard stuff. Mm-hmm. Solid match, but nothing really must see. But Saito was like breaking out a cool move or two with Taos Saito one. based. Uh, poor Tadasuke going from having a job to Haida in the title match to jobbing in the second match of the show here, but alas. Leave my man Tadasuke alone. This is bullshit. <laughs> Whatever. But yeah, I, I kind of agree. It's one of your typical no undercard matches. But with Funky Express, you know, it's uh, it's usually pretty fun and they keep it funky and... Yeah. Oh yeah. The last the last shot you see after this match, Saito walking away doing his little bust and a move here. So that was really yeah. Fun. The, all of them did their little bust a move there. I was like, oh hell yeah, this rules. Never mind. Uh, I don't know if this is the first time they've had it, but um, I don't know if you noticed like during their entrances and stuff, they have like the high def camera on them during the entrances and stuff. Yeah. Is that is that new this year? Or I don't remember mm, seeing it before. I know they showed it on the. Court it might and be all newer. Show. Like, but the, I don't know. We didn't watch like the last few uh cards. So I don't know if it, it might be new. I don't know. Either way, I like it because just it's a nice clean shot of everyone to come in and. I like it as well. <laughs> it's kind of shaky with the quality sometimes, but when it's yeah. like f- hyper focused on them, it just it's amazing. So, but uh, next match was another Congo group here of Aleha and How defeating Stinger, Seki yeah. Yoshioka, and Yuya Susumu in eleven forty four. A much more short version of the Stinger Congo Junior t- title match from back in August, which was great. You should check that out if you have the time, but for this match, it was basically the same thing, just with Tadasuke instead of Hao this time. Or Hao instead of Tadasuke, or whatever. You know what I'm saying. I see. Anyway, match is better this time. That match was better just because it had some importance to it, and it, they got more time. Still, this was pretty decent anyway. Started mm-hmm. pretty fast-paced, but Stinger just screeched it to a halt and really slowed down the match, and if they were only going to go 11 minutes, would have preferred they just go fast pace the entire time but mm. well at least when Seki was in there uh, stinger picked up the pace a little bit but yeah really it's just my only problem with the match was susumu kind of screeching the oh, match oh yeah here, here he here goes now. this is susumu <laughs> fucking hate but i mean susumu just does kind of come in and slow it down so whatever i i you know i obviously wish Seki was in for the whole time but and that's probably another plus of the HD cameras is that you get to see Seiki when he comes out. And it's like, oh, okay, yay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, speaking of goddamn how, you know what I'm about to fucking say here. If New Japan doesn't, and no, if New Japan or whoever, no, it doesn't fucking give them how versus Hiromu, I will fucking personally fly to Japan and I'll make the match myself somehow. <laughs> Please give these men that fucking match. They are desperate on Twitter if you fucking see their inner... Oh god, they're a mess, but... Yeah, I definitely thought this um this match was a bit of a step up from the other matches uh, we had seen so far, so that's pretty that's pretty cool. Seiki's always, a, you know, he's always a joy to watch along with Aleha and Hao, so, yeah. Our next match was uh, Hajime Ohara, Ultimo Dragon, Atsuchi Kitoge, and Daisuke Harada defeating Los Peros, Del Mal, De Alpon, Ada, Kodo Suzuki, Nasao Rongai, and Yohei in 1351. Got that face fa- yes. fast-paced action I wanted in that last match here, at least. They were just going and going from the moment the bell rang. 
and he had Ultimo with the working boots on here tonight when he did eventually get in, and it was a really good match here. I loved hearing fucking Separados finally, since everywhere oh, else yeah. wants to fucking mute it. But yeah, it was a really fun, fast-paced match here. Yeah, honestly, like, on card, I was just kind of like, eh, okay, it'll be, you know, it'll be fine, but no, it actually ended up being really good. And, yeah, it was way better than I was yeah. expecting it to be. I know, I was like, I shouldn't have thought that way, because when you look at, like, Peach's side, plus Ultimo Dragon, you're like, oh, okay, that's that's definitely a really good group there. You know, Los Peros is fine, besides one person in it, but we all know who that is. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I thought they, I thought everyone did well. It was just... Like you said, really fast-paced, exactly what I love to see coming from Nova Juniors and any juniors in general. But, um, yeah, really fun stuff, and I'm sure most people have probably seen the Ultimo and Kotaro gif going around. That's what made me really excited to watch the match, honestly. And, yeah, Los Paris is fun. Did you see Ada in that oh HD camera God. when he's walking out? They always pan to Ada, like, especially, and he gets, like, the longer, like, glimpses in the camera. And I'm just like, you know what? You know what you're doing. You know exactly who you're pandering to, and I thank you for that. But uh, next match was uh, Sugira Gun, Kazuyuki Fujita, and Kendo Kashin defeating Ikuda Hidaka and Masakatsu Funaki in 12-17. First two of the old fuck pro matches of the night, <laughs> this one being the non-title one. Uh, Shinya Aoki tried to come that out with them so for some reason. Weird. <laughs> yeah, it's like he was co- I still don't get it. I, I, I really why. don't understand. The, like I know he's an MMA guy, so he's with like. Like he's connected with them, I guess, but it's yeah. just like it was just so weird. Like caution, basically forced him backstage, no. and then they just acted like it didn't happen. I don't know, <laughs> but uh, uh, didn't really uh, not much to not to like about this match. Right. <laughs> it was fun, fun stuff, and Vegeta's pin of Hidaka at the end was just completely disrespectful. I loved it. Just like fuck you, Benny. <laughs> I don't know, but uh, I can see why some people wouldn't like this, but I sure did. Wasn't groundbreaking, but it was like my favorite match up to this point of the show, personally at least. I was gonna say I probably know why people don't like it, but um, yeah, I thought it was good too. You know, like you said, just a bunch of older fucks just going around and just beating the hell out of each other. And honestly, that's really all I can ever ask for from um, like the older guys and the heavyweights in Noah. So it delivered in that aspect. So good stuff. And there wasn't a whole lot of like. Uh, Kendo Caution bullshit. No, like, yeah. He was, he was wrestling pretty straight, straight for the most Honestly, part. Honestly. So which that's... we actually hadn't seen that in quite some time. Yeah, he don't, do, he don't do that whole lot, really. It's mostly just him doing the bullshit <laughs> under card stuff, which I'm fine with, too. I like it. I was going to say, like, the bullshit's funny to me. So. But it was cool seeing him like actually wrestle normally for the most part. Mm-hmm. Next match was the first title match of the night. GHC Junior Heavyweight title. Haida and Yoshinari, defeated Yoshinari Ogawa in 2050. Uh, started off with an okay but kind of boring Haida control period. Got more interesting when Ogawa just like pulled Hyatt out of the ring and started slamming him against the entrance ramp, and then proceeded to like target his arm for the rest of the match. And from there on, it got pretty good. I think like pretty mm-hmm. much Ogawa just beating the shit out of Hyatt was really fun. One of the better Hyatt singles matches of off my memory. To be by honest. far, by far. Like but like I said, a good part of this is Ogawa, Ogawa kicking his ass. Yeah, like, Hyatt did a good job in the match too. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't call this. I think this... Ogawa's portion was still better when he was in control. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it's Ogawa, so that's kind of what I expected. And yeah, I wouldn't call this a great match by any it's means, not. but it's I def- good. I definitely one of the high of the title matches I enjoyed the most. Yeah, so I'll say that. I'll, t- I'll take that victory. At least it wasn't. It could have been worse. That's. I was gonna say I know this will probably make the few um, <laughs> high of fans out there happy, but yeah, I thought it it was pretty. It was pretty good. Yeah, like you said, it did kind of start off a little a little slow, kind of I don't want to say boring, but just kind of eh. But then yeah, once Ogawa came into control the last few minutes, yeah, it was it was good stuff. So. 
I guess we shall see what happens if Hyde, if Hyde is going to tie or possibly break the number of defenses for the junior title. You think he's got like two more? Yeah, what, he's facing Harada. Yeah, that'll be the one that ties it, I think. So then That's we'll, the tie, so yeah, the next... Next match after that will be whether he breaks it or he yeah, fails. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah. curious to see if that happens. And after this match, uh, basically, I was, like, offering his hand, and Ogawa was like, fuck you, threw the belt at him. But and I, was gonna I, say, I, have more, I have more to talk about that after the court call yeah. show that followed this, but, yeah, I just wanted to point that out before we continue on. Mm-hmm. Uh, next match, though, another title match for the GHC tag team t- heavyweight tag team titles. M's Alliance, Keiji Muto, and Naomichi Marafuji defeated M's Alliance, Misaki Mochizuki, and Masada Tanaka in 2050. And here we had our old fuck pro tag titles being defended part two. here. This is old fuck part two, yep. And I like this tag team, Muto and Marafuji, a lot more than I expected to, to be honest. Like, a tag team is, like, the best place for both guys right now, I think. Yeah. Especially Maru, because he's, like, just a ball of energy every time he got tagged in the match. He was really the glue that held this match together. Mm-hmm. And Astonaga just, like, went ducking, just went fucking crazy for someone who, like, he just had a title match crazy. earlier in the day. <laughs> uh, due to the fucking like sliding D off the apron Dude, that was, that was so fucking sick. amazing and then you got Muda there to hit all his hits Mochi thrown in there for some spice and honestly like this match had no right being as good as it was exactly that's the thing and yeah. I love my old fuck tag team here great fucking match like one of the best things I've watched this entire week honestly y'all know I don't fuck with Muto like that but honestly this match was really fucking good stuff like the whole like ending sequence and shit was so fucking good I was genuinely surprised at how fucking, how much I enjoyed this. Um, if this is a sign of things to come for Mudo and Marafuji for their title reign, I'm I'm definitely down for the ride to, to see where this goes. And we'll talk about it with like upcoming shows, but their, their next defense is going to be fucking sick. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. But uh, next match, non-title match, a special six-man tag. Kenta, Kazushi Sakuraba, oh, and Takashi Sugiura defeated Daiki Naba. Masaki Tamiya and Yoshiki Inamura in 2556. Kenta. Can Kenta stay in Noah? Please. uh, please. Like, that's really my takeaway from this match. Honestly. He wrestled like an entirely different person here than he was in New Japan. He was just being a complete dickhead. That was like Kenta of old. And he just has so many fresh matchups here. And I love him in New Japan too. And we'll talk about him later on the, we talk about Wrestle Kingdom. Mm -hmm. But I just prefer him in a promotion I actually watch really too. And. Itamar got so much out of wrestling him, especially because Kento's just oh bullying him, God. and I'm, I think that was legit when fucking Itamar just, like, he bodied the fuck out of him, like, dude. you know, he, Itamar does a spot all the time in matches where he just, oh, like, yeah. eats the guy into the corner, but I don't think Kento was prepared for it. I think he just got tired of Kento bullying him around the ring and stuff. He's like, fuck you, I'm defending myself, and that Kent, shit was so sick. Oh my God. Kento kind of, like, gave him a look. It's like, oh, yeah, I kind of, okay, okay, we get it, kid. You defended yourself. Good job. Pretty but, much, yeah. But, I think that's probably that spot is where Kenta broke his finger or whatever. Good honestly. lord, part one of his injuries. But yeah, this this match is fucking great. Like, yeah, this match honestly didn't have I don't it didn't have any right to be like this fucking great just for like a you know random six man. Like this shit was so fucking good. Inamura really was like truly one of the standouts here for me. Um, they did a really good job with all of the all of the other guys, you know, Inaba, Kitami, and all that stuff. But Kenta just looked, oh my god! I like he said, we need we need uh, Kenta back in Noah. I think. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, you know, Sakuraba and Sugi were great as well. Just overall, this was a pretty physical matchup. Um, yeah, just sure. yeah, I, that's kind of an understatement, but just 
really fucking good stuff. Like, this entire upper card of this show is honestly just phenomenal stuff. Then we got the semi-main event for the GHC national title. Kendo successfully defends against Kaito Kiyomiya, the dork he is, in 24-42. Hey. I'm joking, but this match is fucking oh, great. No. <laughs> uh, these two are pretty much always great together. Yeah. Much like their previous matches, this was a lot of Kaito just getting his ass kicked. He's taking some wild bumps. He was just like, oh, I'm going to lose, but I'm a little good losing, I guess. Uh, That's Ken- for sure. Holy shit. Like, Kendo walked into the Budokan like, ain't, it ain't the main event. I ain't in the main event, but I'm going to try to steal the show anyway. Some people, they did steal the show, but not in my opinion. I guess that's a spoiler for the main event, but I prefer this, or I prefer the main event over this. Yes. But, uh, and I love the knockout finish to the match. That's like a callback mm-hmm. to the first uh, GHC title match when Kaito returned from Excursion, where, again, Kendo just knocked, it, knocked his ass out and won the title. The same here. He was just trying to kill Kaito, like, with his double stomp on the ramp they did in like, the middle of the match from the top rope. Like, I thought this match was great. But it's the least interesting thing to talk about, honestly. To me, at least, that the result is more worth talking about. Mm. I really thought this would be where Kaito would finally get something, since he's really been floundering around booking-wise, but, while still put it, being putting on still stellar matches. But, but nope, he gets, still gets nothing. It kind of makes sense once we talk about other stuff, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Makes sense. They need someone to not still, have a title yeah. in that match, mm. but in the, the Noah vs. New Japan show, and... Kaito's going to get his time to shine eventually. It's just, I thought this was going to be the start of that. Mm-hmm. You're going to wait a little bit. We're going to wait. I can't blame them for waiting to put the belt back on him until we get the normal crowds and stuff. That's pretty much what they're doing, it feels yeah. like. But, I don't know. I guess we'll see what his booking looks like in the new year. I was going to say, let's, we'll give him a couple of months just to kind of get a feeler, I guess, as to what they possibly might do. I don't know. But, I'm not going to go fucking crazy and be like, call for their heads because kaito is you know is losing and shit but whatever um but yeah totally agree this match was fucking was fucking great um wasn't the show stealer for me either uh shocker there um but i mean these two always fucking rule when they're together so that wasn't a surprise whatsoever uh kaito definitely did bump his ass off so I'll hope that 2022 does hold some better stuff for Kaito, but I guess we'll see what direction Noah decides to take. And I don't know if this is a weird take, really, but I don't feel like Kaito is the right guy to hold the national title. No, I no, I agree, actually. I think the national title... How do I describe? This is going to be an awful comparison. Oh, no. But... It feels like the old never, like how the never title used to be in New Japan, where it was like all the the guys beating the shit out of each other title. Yes, that's kind of what this feels like. To I, me. That's what, yeah, like that's this, what I get. Th- this title was made by Keno and Segura, and like and those are two all their guys matches that beat just, the shit out yeah, of each other. It's really just violent. Yeah. Like you have that in the main event scene of Noah too. But it's but a different, it's a different kind type. of thing, and it's yeah. a lot more like spectacular stuff in the in like the main event scene. It's more flashy, I yeah. guess. Yeah, like the national title feels more like just the I'm gonna beat the shit out of you until violence. I win kind of thing, and. That's kind of what this match felt like to me. It really was because Kaito typically doesn't really wrestle like that. Not to say he doesn't like, you know, give violence sometimes, but like this just felt more like, yeah, he was going down to the national title level of violence. And yeah, if that makes any sense. I guess a better comparison would almost be the um, the white belt and the red belt in stardom. They both have different feels mm, to that's them. That's a good one, yeah. And it's like, they're, like with the national title and then GHC title, they're... They're both equally... More or less equal yeah. titles. Like, obviously, the... Uh, this GCs, is a little less, yeah. But they have their own feels, and I like I like that aspect. So Kaito with that belt would kind of... It would be a little weird. that a little bit for me. It'd be a little weird, unless he's going to switch styles up a little bit. 
But enough stalling here. Let's get into the main event. The GHC title, or heavyweight title. Katsuhiko Nakajima defeated Go Shiyazaki in 30-10. He is Noah, or should we say Kongo is Noah, I guess, after their post-match promo. But just as great as I could have hoped for, really. An early match of the year contender. Easy. Great atmosphere, great story. Hard-hitting and violent with crazy spots like Go just dumping Nakajima off the ramp. Oh, God, that shit. And oh. it was only 30 minutes, which is a hell of a lot shorter than most world title matches. Literally flew by, though. It really, yeah, flew by. They kept saying the time calls, and I was like, huh? I preferred the first match, if I'm being honest. Like the one from uh I think Budokan, anyone can say November. that, yeah. But this is still great. Back, back when Go was champion. But th- like I said, this is still fucking great. And like I said, pretty early up, early uh, match Easy. of the year contender for me up there on my list. And we got Mr. Nakajima retaining. He is still Noah. Always has been. Always, always will, will be. be yep. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah. Easy, easy, easy match of the year contender here. Like, they didn't disappoint just like I thought they would. Um, you know, they both look phenomenal. I love... I. I it's going to be weird getting used to Go's new attire now. Because I'm so used to the old one he had. But... I personally really like the cape and shit. I think it's really pretty, especially like the inside of it. It's so green and sparkly, and I'm just like, oh, I just love it. And the trunks are like Masawa tributes. Yes, nice. exactly. I was like, I I love this entire, just the entire look. It's so, it's definitely so go. Um, and you know Nakajima, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think he had some pretty, some pretty shiny, uh, some pretty shiny trunks on. I won't call them panties on here, but that's typically what i call him on him but yeah you know i i always go for the look too so but yeah match was extremely extremely really 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 good and after the match nagajima really didn't cut a promo himself he actually had let congo or uh, let keno do it and more or less just had a congo promo more than anything besties nagajima was like oh well you couldn't main events so i'll let you at least do the show that was actually promo. really nice so i'm but, watching uh, him uh, we got one more Noah show to quickly run through. It's their Cork and Hall show a few days later on January 4th. Uh, first match was Yasutaki Yano defeating Kai Fujimura in 629. Our boy Yano got his first yeah. win here. Uh, shame it had to be against my boy Kai, but Kai ain't really signed, so I'm not really super surprised. But And he's beaten him, like, what, five, six other times, so... But, uh, saw a performance from both guys. Mm-hmm. Next match, uh, Funky Express, King Tani, and Yone defeating Junsu Miyake and Kinyo Okada in 712 and... Here we go again. Yeah, fine match. Just, again, sitting here waiting for Okada to do something. Poking him with a stick. Like, do, do something. something. <laughs> uh, next match was Los Peros, uh, Nusawa, and Ada defeating Kongo, Hao, and Neo. And 3.44, it, it was a four-minute match. What What's do you expect? There, what am I yeah. to say about it? It was fast-paced, and they got there to do it go. real quick. Sad. Uh, next match, pretty much one of the best shows, or probably like the second best match of the show, mm-hmm. was Kotoge defeating Siki Yoshioka in 7-11. Uh, full throttle implodes yet again. Yes. These two fucking hate each other, man. Like, it's always a treat to see them in the ring together just because it's always so heated. Started off with Seiki kicking them in the fucking head. Too big. So that was awesome. And just they had another good match here. Nothing must see, but for me, it, for me it is because I like both guys. Yeah. And, yeah. Kotaigo's being a wild man per usual. <laughs> uh, next match was uh, Sugira Gun. Sakashi Sugira, Sakuraba, and Fujita defeating... Sada Tanaka, Mochizuki, and Daiki Inaba in 1540. Fun old man, six man. Not much to say here either. Inaba was there too, I guess. For some reason, that man tried to go one-on-one with Vegeta. He's a monster. Would not recommend that. No, absolutely not. 
And the Mochi Sugira interactions were really cool at least, mm-hmm. but again, this honestly is Cork and Hall show. There's not much to say about it. Yeah. Or at least it's one match that's really worth worth putting, the while, worth talking yeah. about. But uh, next match was uh Marufuji, Kitamiya, Inamura, and Daisuke Harada and Hajime Ohara defeating Kongo, Tadasuke, Soya, Keno, Nakajima, and Aliha in 1535. This match had Kitamiya facing off against his old Kongo brothers here. Marfuji flexing his titties at Soya because he had to. Some hot action between uh, Aliha and Harada. He had Kongo antics, but Nakajima still refusing to join in on the flexing. Inamura and Aliha doing some stuff together. I was really fun. Uh, eating him across the ring. That was fun, as he always does. And I don't know, lot to enjoy about this match. It was a very fun undercard match with mm-hmm. awesome finishing stretch. Keno and Nakajima beating the shit out of Kitamiya until he made the comeback and. Kitamiya picking up the win over Nakajima to earn himself a title match. So. Just like we kind of expected that someone was going to obviously pin Nakajima to become the next contender. And it happened to be his old aggression slash Congo brethren. Yeah, Kitamiya was the obvious first challenger obviously, of him. Obviously, yeah, He was yeah, the yeah. only person to beat Nakajima in the, since, like, I think he's the last person to beat him, obviously, other than Mochizuki or yeah. whatever that was. But they, they already, M1 and stuff. They already yeah. did that defense. Or no, oh, Tanaka. Yeah, it was Tanaka, yeah. But, yeah, they already did that. And, yeah, Kitamiya was the last person to defeat him in the cage match, so... Run that back. Uh, next match, semi-main event. Kaito Mia defeating Go Shizaki in 13:32. Uh, the two losers of the Budokan here fighting for the third place prize. Oh, My boy Kaito God. picking up the win here. Uh, their past two singles meetings between these two have been great. The A Block N1 Finals from 2020 and the January 4th title match from 2020 also, where Go first won the title. These two are great together. Mm-hmm. Two are good together again today. But uh, didn't have much of a chance to get to the spectacular level of a big, important Noah match. Yeah. Because a uh, little bit on the shorter side, but still those are uh, very good. Pretty easily the best match on the show. Oh, by far, yeah. So if you want to check out anything yeah. on this, definitely this, this one. Out, but that's pretty but much I think that it. was pretty much like, yeah. Most people wanted to see this match anyway from the card, if there was anything else. And then we have the main event here. Uh, Stinger and Haida and Nushinari Ogawa defeated Los Peros, <laughs> Yohei and Kuro Suzuki in 1927. Match is fine, but... There's a gripe, and I can't let go. I probably would have gotten more into it if I didn't know who the winners were, because it's hard to know. Like, I know it's I know it's Noah's junior booking. It's hard to get mad about or try to analyze it. It's kind of pointless to do so. Yeah. But I really want to know what the fuck the point of their bullshit with Haida and... Uh, no, sorry, not sorry, Ogawa was after, in the Budokan, them acting like they were going to be Yeah, he didn't shake out his hand and shit, yeah. And it's like, oh, no, they're just fine, and they're going to retain the titles, because who cares? Because LLJK, who cares, yeah. I, just, I don't get the point of that. If they didn't, like, it would have been fine if they didn't do the shit at the Budokan. If they shook hands, I would have been like, oh, okay, cool. They're back on the same page, awesome. But then it was just like, oh, no, we're just going to retain the junior tag belts anyway. It's just stupid as hell to tease Ascension, and then nothing comes of it. That's what I hate. It's just like, ugh. Like, maybe they'll come back to it later, but... It's still it's just weird to do that like three days later and just they're fine. I still have a feeling, yeah, Ogawa's was gonna do something. Or or Haida, whichever, I guess. I don't I don't really know. I don't know. We'll see. That just kinda bothered me, so I'm sure someone is gonna someone's gonna leave a faction at some point here soon because that's what it's uh, been a all bit. Noah Juniors Yeah, exactly. That's what all Noah Juniors do at some point. <laughs> but uh that's it for the show. No, yeah, say like that Noah Cork and not must see or anything, but I'd check out I check out Kaito and Go and yeah. I heard good things about the Mystery Vortex show on the fifth, but I haven't watched it myself. But at least we can talk about real quick. Coming out of that is a super crazy signing to Fucking Noah for hell. a one year contract and joining Paris. So we'll see how that goes, but 
for uh, what's coming up in the future for Noah. They're in the middle of the N, in- or N Innovation U Cup, which uh, continues on the 10th, which is tomorrow that was of us recording. But also on that show is uh, Harada challenging Haida for the junior title. So Cryo Circle will begin. Hopefully Haida drops his belt. <laughs> but uh, the next big show is on the 16th with Nakajima defending the GHC title against Masakita Mia. And Keno and Soya challenging M's Alliance for the GHC tag. So should be a pretty good show. At least those first those uh, big title matches. Mm-hmm. But let's finish off the show here talking about some New Japan. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom Nights 1 Ooh. and 2. January 4th, January 5th in the Tokyo Dome. First was January 4th, obviously. <sighs> uh, we did not watch the pre-show stuff, so nope. won't talk about it. First match of the main card was a special match. Yo defeating Sho in 1232. And this delivered on the funny face quota just in the entrances alone. So the rest is just icing. <laughs> Didn't really feel like a Wrestle Kingdom level match, if I'm being honest, but that's a lot of this show, really. Pretty much. I thought it was fine. The dough match over the summer was a lot better than this one was. The finish was funny with, like, the whole wrench thing, and then Dick Togo taking another stupid bump off the apron, just like last year. Wasn't quite as good of a bump as last year, either, but... What the hell? They downgraded. But I uh, thought Show would win to set up a title match against Despy, but clearly not the case. That is not happening. Something else is happening. But yeah, this Despy. felt more like a, like a new beginning match or something. Yeah, this honestly didn't feel like a Wrestle Kingdom match in the slightest. I know they've had their rivalry going on for quite some time now. It's but over, it just probably. No, probably not. Uh, <laughs> but it just... Yeah. It, the match was fine. Um, I don't care about the interference. I won't go on a tangent or anything about it. I, it was it, it's, in this match, honestly, honestly, it wasn't that bad in my opinion. But I thought the action in ring was just... It was fine. It was okay. And like I do want to say, I do appreciate the New Japan's actually giving juniors non-title feuds now. Yes, I think that is actually a good point to bring up because obviously we know it's, it's something that's they much barely, in this yeah, company. they they need it so bad. So it's appreciated, but it's just like with these two, it didn't work out the, in this show. I think, I think. the heat is done. I, yeah. Uh, next match was uh, Bullet Club, Kenta, Taiji Ishimori, and El Phantasmo defeating Hiroshi Tanahashi, Ryusuke Taguchi, and Rocky Romero by DQ in 840. It was a road two match. Tana beat him with a chair or something after a kendo stick and got the DQ. It was, it, like I said, it's, this is like Road to New Beginning, Night One kind of bullshit. It was Oh, yeah, I think Tana hit him with a chair, yeah. Or something. Hey, so, he, he, it was, it was something with a chair. I'm pretty sure it was Tana because, you know, the whole no DQ yet next night. Yeah. But it was a bullet club match, so. Next match was United Empire, Will Ospreay, Great O'Conn, and Jeff Cobb defeating LIJ, Tetsuya Naito, Sonata, and Bushi. Pretty much another O2 match. Yep. I, but, cause, and I didn't watch it. All I watched was the LIJ entrances. I was going to say, yep, all we saw was that, and that's all I cared about. Uh, next match, though, was fucking awesome. Special match, Katsuya Shibata defeating Ren Narita and 1146. I really didn't expect them to fly out Narita just for yeah, this. but uh, sick. This dude has to like hop right back on a plane so he can face Barnett in the U.S., so like, he getting them frequent flyer miles, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh. It really did make all the sense in the world, though. This this kid's going to be the next Shibata, so of course this is yeah, who you yeah. choose for this. Shibata gave him like absolutely everything he could. Made him look like a future star, even in defeat. First uh, good match of the show. First one that felt like a Russell Kingdom match, mm-hmm. so thank you, thank God Shibata's back. Oh my God, yeah. Thank God he's back, because, woo, they need somebody, and I'm, I'm just so happy to see he's back. Uh, I just love that he was like, fuck this. We're going to have a regular wrestling match. I don't give a shit. That's... Such a Shibata thing. I guess when they took his uh, brain out, you know, that... <laughs> oh, my God. Just... <laughs> I'm sorry. Man, does, does this man even have a brain to begin with, though? No. So... 
I think most don't, so there you go. But anyways, yeah, really good shit. Like, literally probably my favorite match from the show, to be honest. Next match was a Never Openweight title match. Evil defeated Tomohiro Ishii oh, to get God. the title back. 12-10. No. I was prepping dinner during most of this, so... <laughs> That's right, you were. So I didn't really watch it. I don't have... I don't... So I can't have, like, the amount of vitriol some team to have about this match. Yeah, some people were, like, extremely just angry over this. But, yeah, it happened. What I did see it didn't look particularly that good, but I can't really judge a match I didn't pay much attention to, so... Ugh, I didn't really pay that much attention either, and I was in the room probably the whole time. I... I I don't I don't know. I can't get into this rendition of evil, to be honest. I it's not even like any cheating stuff. I just there's something I don't click with him compared to like L I J Evil still and I'm like eh, whatever, dude. Uh next match was for the IWGP tag team titles. Chaos, Hiroki Yoda, and Yoshiachi defeated Dangerous Tuckers, uh Taichi and Zack Saber Jr. in fifteen twenty seven. <laughs> you have the second good match here of the show, let's yes, go, yep. finally. And, of course, it's the tag teams, because that's probably, like, one of their other shining points. Well, for they only one, have, like, three, yeah. so never mind. Uh, Tigers were playing the role of dickhead heels for perfection, as always. Based. As the obstacle for the Valiant Hero of Yoshihashi to overcome and win his first IWGP title. He's won a t- he won his first title last year with the Never titles, but now he finally got some IWGP gold here. 2021 was the year of Yoshihashi, and yep. the trade seat capped off with his big win here. Lovely moment between him and Taichi after the tag division afterward after the match. And like the tag division is kinda like one of the few things keeping me with New Japan right now and that continues Honestly. here. Yeah, like I said, I it, it legit is one of the shining points. You know, Dangerous Tackers has been like one of the very few strong points that New Japan still has left. And obviously you have the Chaos team of Goto and Yoshihashi, which are also just fantastic. Um just really happy to see Yoshihashi, you know, get finally get some credit, not from everybody, but Yoshihashi has really, really done well for himself these past couple of years. That's that's for sure. And I hope that one crying Yoshihashi fan from the yes. documentary is I thriving hope she's right now. Her best life. So. And then we got some main event for the junior title. Elda Sprado defeated Hiromu Takahashi in six eighteen <laughs> or sixteen eighteen. A good match, not a great match. Unfortunately, I think the two have had much better matches together in the past. Yes, but I did think as part of their overarching feud, this was a great. This was great as the end end. of the arc, Mm -hmm. the current arc they're on, because it felt like a war of attrition with each guy just like dropping bombs, hitting each other with everything they had, and just trying to outlast each other more than anything. I can see why people wouldn't like this. I, I honestly, I expected more from this match too. I expected a lot, but I think it's still good. We got the right winner here, so I can't complain too much. And I think that's the thing. That's why I don't really care about it not living up to my expectations is just the fact that Despy actually won and that was the absolute right move, I think, for the division right now. So I couldn't be too mad. And like you said, the action in itself was still was still good. It just, I think they need a little bit more time for it to culminate to maybe a more of a great level. And we had our main event here for the World Heavyweight title. Kazuchika Okada and Shingo Takagi are... Okada defeated Takagi in 35-44. I thought this was good, but uh, much like many other New Japan main events, it didn't really get good until like 15 minutes in. I much preferred the match that these two had in the G1 a few years ago. I think it was 2020. But uh, yeah, this was good. Had an excellent finishing stretch, which is mostly what these New Japan main events have. It's just... I can't say a It takes match- too long to get there yeah. for me. I can't do it. I can't do these formulaic layouts. It It's so boring to me. But, uh, 
All the credit to Shingo still. He was a paper champion. His title reign should have never happened. And honestly, I'm... He carried the promotion as champ, I think. Yeah, I'm like, I'm surprised he actually made it all the way to Russell Kingdom as champ. Me but too. He saved the company from Osprey's bullshit. Played his role perfectly, carrying the company until it was Okada's time to take it back. Mm-hmm. And he got himself some brownie points for the office. And he earned himself a role with at, in the main event scene pretty much for the rest of his career if he wants it. Yeah, if he wants it. And yeah. I, I don't expect him to ever win the title again, but he'll be in the mix from now on. I think he's going to be a, one he'll of those guys have, that gets yeah. title defenses pretty frequently. He'll ha- Yeah, he has more of a chance compared to like before he won the title to be in the main event scene. So that's good on him. That's good on him. Um, yeah, I thought the match was good. I... Some people were praising it as, like, their favorite match, and I was kind of like, oh, I don't get that part. But, again, it's because I don't like the main event's formulaic style, so whatever. But it is what it is. Good match. Okada looks a lot better than the last time I saw him, which was his. has been a while. He looked kind of broken down, but he's definitely, uh, he's definitely looking like the Okada of old in his few matches back. Or I guess during Wrestle Kingdom that we've seen, um, like you said, Shingo is Shingo is Shingo, really good stuff. So, but yeah, that was Night One Wrestle Kingdom. I don't think anything was about to see other than the, the Shibata match. Honestly, didn't feel like a Wrestle Kingdom. Just kind of felt like a. I don't really know. I don't want to say it was a Road Two show because obviously it wasn't. But like, it was just. It felt okay. like a new beginning show. That's yeah, what it felt there like. you go. Or Castle Attack, or what do you want? Oh to, God! Some, ra- some random like mid. Attack. Some random fucking B-level show. That's what it felt like to me, at least. But uh, Night 2 was a little bit better. That took place on January 5th. We didn't watch the pre-show again, but so we'll kick off with the first match on the opening or on the actual show. It's a three-way match for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Team titles. Flying Tigers, Robbie Eagle, and Tiger Mask defended against Bullet Club, Ichimori, and Phantasmo. And mega coaches of Taguchi and Rocky Romero in 12.07 and I do really do like this team of uh, Robbie and Tiger. Glad they retained. But the match is just fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm happy if any junior match is going to get this multi-man bullshit that they usually do with the juniors. It was the tag team titles and not the main title. But but really, like, this being the payoff to ELP's, like, loaded b- b- bullshit was kind of stupid. As was the gimmick to begin with. Like, just him getting DQ'd and, like, only half, like, him getting DQ'd, not uh, Ishimori. And... I don't know, man. I got, they're probably going to run back, like, Flying Tigers versus uh, Super Coaches or Mega Coaches, whatever the fuck they're called, eventually. <laughs> but there was literally no point for Bullet Club to be in this match other than to get them on the card. And it kind of made the match worse than it should have been. Pretty much. The match was just there for me. Um, I'm not a big fan of the Bullet Club team anyway. Uh, I like Ishimori, but that's kind of where it ends. Uh, Taguchi and Romero are good as a team also. The match was just... It was just there, I guess. This is kind of the problem with the junior tag titles. It always feels like it's 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 never a big thought to, you know, to ghetto and book it is so. I don't know. It just ended up being okay, I guess. So give the titles Bushi and Hiromu, and then the titles matter. Exactly. But uh, next match was a stardom offer match. Tam Nakano and Sai Kamatani defeated Stars. They're not Stars anymore. Why are they... Wrestling data needs to fucking get their shit together. But... It was Mayu Itani and Starlight Kid in uh, nine minutes. So that was a very good sprint. Actually had a winner, which is always a good thing when it comes to stardom. <laughs> I can see why some people raved about it, but it kind of just felt like a match that I could see anytime in stardom outside Honestly. of like a few, few big spots. Like they had some really good spots, like I think Starlight Kid jumping off uh, 
my shoulders off the top of the turnbuckle to do a crossbody and that was a great showcase for uh saya and starlight kid but yeah the people were really overhyping this i think yeah they they were like you said it felt like kind of your typical um stardom tag match just with a couple big spots here and there but it was fine you know it did it served its purpose so can't really complain too much better than the first match that's for sure uh, next match was a four-way match for the KOPW 2022. Minoru Suzuki defeated Shima, Chase Owens, and Toriano in six minutes. This is all about that. Shima was a New Japan. That's representing great. Cola! He had uh, Mr. Uh, T-Hawk and a little bit with him tonight, at least. He was, they weren't with him the first night, but came out with him here, representing great. Uh, Mr. Milano was complaining about <laughs> Shima. <laughs> the guy used to hate this guy and shit. <laughs> but, uh, Match itself, just thank God this was short, and just cool to see great representative. That's pretty much my take on it. You know what was sad? I don't even remember watching this match. Like, legit, I don't even remember this match happening. <laughs> I pretty much just remember Shima coming out in the aftermath you know with saying? fucking Suzuki was, like, handcuffed to the rope by oh, um, right. Yano, yeah, yeah, so he was, yeah, like, yeah. basically telling the young lions to uncuff him, then soon he killed them as soon as oh, they God. let him out. Yeah, there we go. That shows you what I thought of it, I guess. Uh, next match was open weight, never open weight, six man tag team titles. House of Torture retained against Goto, Yoshiashi, and Yo in 937. This happened. This. Yeah, this was. Uh... And it seems stupider, too, because fucking Yo got pinned by Show, so it basically make no like uh, ruined the whole thing with uh, Yo winning up first night. So you know Show it's the immediately got the win yeah. back. Yep. What is Dota? You. Do we ever got to be trading baby. wins? 50 50. Let's go. But, yeah. Uh, next match was a special match with Sonata defeating Great Okan in 1321. Sonata came out with a uh, hot new look, but unfortunately, that was the best part of the match. And also, unfortunately, Sonata isn't as good as a wrestler as he is, as hot as, hot as he is. Okada wasn't much better in this match, just, I don't know. Like, the whole thing was Okada, or Oka trying to wrestle Sonata style instead of his own thing. Yeah, so it kind of dragged it down a little bit. Yes, yeah, not much to this one. Yeah, Oka should have just stayed true to his form, I guess. Eh, well, well, the next match was a special match. Tetsuya Naito defeated Jeff Cobb in 1534. Kind of expected better, if I'm being honest. Yeah. They kept it pretty simple. Naito targeting the knee, Cobb focusing the back. Still thought it was really good, but best match of the night up to this point. Everything worked perfectly, just, uh, it never really got my blood pumping. Kind of felt like they were resting in slow motion for parts of it, which kind of makes sense now that we know that Cobb had a, got a knee injury in the yeah. match, or was injured before the match, whatever the case was. Either way, they, you could tell they... I think they have a better match in them, I guess. Is what they, I'm for, they for sure have a better match in them, yeah. Um, it's pretty interesting to hear that Cobb had been working with the knee injury and that he worked even for, like, 15 minutes. So, yeah, the match itself, yeah, like you said, probably one of the better ones up to this point, which doesn't really say a whole lot to the show, but it is what it is. It, it was a fun match. Uh, then the semi-main event was for the U.S. title no DQ match. Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Kenta in 22:40, and Jesus Christ, Kenta died in this match. Oh, oh my God! This this was the best match of the two yep, nights. Oh, then yeah. Pretty clearly for me, at least. And it's just because Kenta was trying to kill himself. Like this was just a fucking mess of this brawl. This was a massacre. Like. like like, the only complaint you could I could really come up with this match is that, like, some of the spots took a little long to set up, which is what happens in these kind of matches. It's just par for the course. Yeah. I did like uh, Kenta when he was trying to set up the ladder. 
it was kind of taking him five years to do it and he eventually he just like started trying to get red shoes to help him out with it like so that was pretty funny but yeah it was just a ridiculous brawl and then kenta died and he's yeah, out for a I, while yeah i was gonna say i if you haven't seen it yet i won't really talk too much about what happens in it but that was probably like the craziest shit i've seen in new japan by far in quite some time um it if I have to be a little honest, it was kind of stupid for them to do, like, all of this shit right before the New Japan and Noah shit, but, uh, I can't really complain because I really did enjoy the match. It's just all of his fucking injuries, my lord. I feel bad for Kenta. Yeah, hopefully he can recover pretty quick, but... but That's a lot he, of stuff. Yeah, there was, like, a, like a full paragraph of fucking injuries to Finger, do that. Finger, nose, hip, and probably some other stuff Back. I'm forgetting, yeah. Oh, yeah, his Everything. back was scratched to this. Oof. And then the main event was for the World Heavyweight title. Okada defended against Will Ospreay at 35-52. It felt like more like a Wrestle Kingdom match than most of the other shit on the, on the shows, but that's pretty much all I'm going to say about it. Like, Pretty much. That's all it was, yeah. But I, at least it felt like a Wrestle Kingdom match, which is more than a lot of these matches could say. And Okada, at the end, his promo after he won was great. He was crying thinking about hopefully having fans that are able to cheer again so makes all the sense of the world for this man to be the champ going into the 50th year anniversary so i'm excited to see what they do with him and if hopefully this reign is better than his last reign because that last reign was fucking awful <laughs> to be honest yeah let's hope for the best here because yeah like she mentioned when we were talking about the shingo match this is like the best okada's looked in a while he, he looks like the okada of old so i'm very excited for this mm-hmm. but i guess we'll see but that is it for that show. Uh, as we said, like we're not the biggest New Japan fans. Maybe you enjoyed this show more than we did, but yeah, not a whole lot on this show that I really much enjoyed. Like if you want to watch anything from Wrestle Kingdom, watch Spada match and watch this match, or watch this uh, Kenta Tana match and watch the tag title match. I think those are like the main things mm-hmm. I'd say. Yeah. But uh, what's coming up for New Japan next? We're gonna have their New Year's Golden Series starting on the twentieth. Nothing's been announced for it yet at the time of recording, but. I'm sure they'll announce stuff soon. We've got a lot of title matches, a lot of time to fill. So we'll see, I guess. But I think that is it for us this episode. Uh, next episode, uh, not sure when it'll be, but we got a few things to talk about that are coming up, including like the No New Japan show, which we didn't get to watch because I did not want to pay for that. I so, didn't want to pay for that, and honestly, I did not want to hear uh, New Japan's commentary. Yeah, I'm sorry. And I don't, I don't, I'm glad that I didn't Yeah, for a reason. And it sounds like there's a lot of mess on that too. Anyway, so I think I'll just I'm, I think I'll be. We'll just fine. wait until yeah. Was Wrestle it the universe, 15th? yeah. Oh, basically a week after, so yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's this week. Yeah. So probably talk about that next episode. Also have Freedom's Blood Christmas just dropped, so we'll probably check that out. Maybe talk about that a little bit. Plus, we got the Noah show coming this Sunday or this next Sunday on the 16th with mm-hmm. uh, Nagajima defending. So. So that'll be another one we discuss. Plus, we got some DT that we could catch up on and oh, some, yeah. some of the other Itanyon shows we didn't watch. So. We'll figure it out, but I think that's it for this this episode. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Rusty Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Taking Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can no, do so. Wrong. Oh, Taking Time Bomb. I'm so I, it's wrote operation. I even read right the way, but yeah, Taking Time Bomb is Caitlin with an O. And, zero. Or zero. Fuck. But <laughs> oh my god, mess. Fucking it all up. But anyway, follow me at ASPR underscore. That is it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody.